Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Podcast like it. Just podcast like it. Podcast like it's night. Hello, and welcome to the new podcast, like it's 1999. I am Kenny Nybart, across me is Philoscope, and we yeah. are the podcast that look back at 1999 from our purchase here in 2018. And the reason I say new is because... Uh, we, have a, uh, we have a theme song now. You just heard it. It's pretty great. Yeah. I think it's uh, I think it's fucking great. Actually, it's gonna make the charts. It, I, think. I, I mean, it's it's legitimately catchy. It's uh, it got it's, it gets stuck in my head. Uh, we have Jan Katask to thank for this tremendous theme song. The same guy who made our tremendous art made this tremendous theme song. He is uh, he's awesome, and he did an amazing job. And it was uh, he sent it to me as a birthday present, actually. So uh, happy birthday, go. Phil! It was a couple days ago, but I appreciate wow. it. Uh, so yeah, we have a theme song. We've, we're all grown up. It feels like uh, yeah. it feels like we're real now. We're new. We're new. It feels new. It feels like we have made it. It feels a little bit like we've made it. Yeah. Um, and uh, like people are gonna download this podcast that never just listened for the theme before. Song. Yeah. Well, of course they're gonna rip the theme song and then put it on. You yeah, know, the, yeah. And then it'll be pirated. It'll be. It's gonna be a whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's not our. We don't own the rights we anyway. Own, Do we? Yeah, Do we? I, I Maybe. Think we, I think. I think we have the rights. I think Jan gave it to me. Doesn't matter. Birthday present. Birthday present is mine now. It's um, on record. It's mine now. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, the theme song is really, really exciting. So it's uh, it just it it, it I, I just really it screams like the the it just screams like '90s Britpop power pop. When I I texted Jan afterwards and I was like, I actually thought for a second it might be Jarvis Cocker. Yeah, <laughs> like that he'd actually somehow lifted vocals from him. But are it's, those, uh, those, are those that is Jan Katask singing? That guy is great. I think we should listen to it one more time. You want to listen yeah, to let's it? just listen to it one more time. Podcast like it. Just 
How good was How that? How good is that? Oh, it's great. It's great. It's the best. Jan is uh, a genius. You want to play it again? No. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about this movie? We should talk about this movie. So uh, we are doing Run, Lola, Run this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and well, first of all, we should, we should for, for, the, for the people that are looking to find flaws in our logic of the movies that we are doing. First of all, get fucked. yes that is (laughs) yeah that is one uh two yes this movie was released in germany and overseas in 98 it did not come to the united states until uh june of 99 Mm -hmm. uh and that's when kenny and i saw it and let's be real that's when most people saw it Mm -hmm. um so that's why we're doing in 99 yeah we we're really not trying to cheat here we're not trying to cheat this is a 99 movie yeah um and it's Maybe the best 1999 movie. It's fucking great. I, I have not seen it, truthfully. Probably, I haven't seen it since it came out. You saw it in theaters? I saw it in the theater with okay. Yonka Task. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember both of us leaving the theater being like, that, that movie was fucking cool. Like, it, it's just, you know, 81 minutes of just nonstop. But I hadn't seen it since then. So, I, you know, I put it mm-hmm. on the other night. And it just, it just grabs you. It's just, it's, it's such a fucking blast. I, I I forgot how good this movie was, um, and this is definitely uh, a movie that will be on my list of favorite films of '99 when we compile our list at the end of this journey. If it's not on my list, I will be completely shocked. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. it might supplant supplant uh, Ed TV. Who knows? But the <laughs> let's, 80, not, let's not get too the '85. I gave Ed, T, Ed TV. Yeah. I've been thinking about that. I'm really kind of struggling with that and wait you're uh, having regrets no i'm not having regrets but i'm thinking like 85 is high yeah am i gonna have 10 films above 85 well yeah the answer i think is yes i'm gonna have have 10 films above 95 there's also gonna be a a lot of films that i haven't seen and that you haven't seen do you know what i mean like there are going to be movies that we didn't see back then and now we'll be like oh fuck you ever see cradle will rock yes oh Ever see? Uh, <laughs> if you could have seen the look on Kenny's face, <laughs> sort of. Uh, okay. How have yeah. you seen Cradle Rock? I looked at the. Uh, I worked at a fucking video store, and I was a film student. In, right then, I looked at the um, the National Board of Review. Yes. Top ten list yes. from that year. What was it, by the way? Did you? Uh, I, I can maybe do some of it from memory. It was, it was a lot of a lot of our top ten list. It was yep. you know Ripley was on it, but Magnolia, mm-hmm. being John Malkovich, sure. Three Kings was on it, Topsy Turvy was on it, a movie I've Topsy never Turvy. seen. I don't know if you have. Half it's a good movie. Um, also with Young Katas. And yeah, it was it was all like the great movies for the most part, and then Cradle Rock. So <laughs> yeah, Cradle Rock, I think. Had, there were a lot of expectations of that movie because, like, I believe that was Tom Robbins. Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins, sorry. His follow-up to Dead Man Walking. Ooh, it, would almost, it would almost have to be. Just Dead Man Walking years. was 96. Yeah, this I was just, definitely yeah. his follow-up. So, you know, people, there was a lot of expectations on that movie. Um, so, uh, it's a weird movie. My Run, Lola, Run anecdote is I sent, um, I sent Phil a few months ago, maybe a few weeks ago, my DVDs from 99. Yes, yes. The DVDs I own from right now, I, you know, I have like a bunch of DVDs mm-hmm. like anyone that's sitting in a 
box that no one ever takes out before. And I didn't have a lot from 99, which kind of depressed me. But the ones I had from 99 were all my top 10 list. It was B.N. John Malkovich, Office Space, Magnolia, Matrix, American Beauty, Fight Club, and Toy Story 2. And Run, Lola, Run. Yeah. Was kind of the only outlier, and I couldn't figure out why. Why? I mean, it's like why? Why run? Why run Lola? Why run Lola? Run and not you know, an election for instance, which was my third movie of the year. Sure, sure. Um, and it kind of, I kind of know why now. (laughs) I obviously why now, but when I was um in college, Mm -hmm. so I I didn't see this movie in the theaters. I bought it in college without ever (coughs) ever seeing it. I watched it about a hundred times over the course of wow, a okay. couple of years. Okay, you know there you just kind of had that happens with movies, and the ones that happened, Royal Tenenbaums, I watched over and sure, over sure, and over sure, again. Sure. Not to be too much of a snob, but I watched Contempt by uh, Contempt by Godar over and over and sure, over again. Sure. You just kind of fall in love with some of these movies, and you get you know you go home drunk at three a.m. and you put on the same movie. And mm-hmm. Ron Lola Rum was Amoris Peros was one of those sure, movies for God knows sure. what reason. But um, Ron Lola Rum was one of those movies. So I knew this movie really, really, really well. Eighteen years ago, um, okay, nineteen years ago, um, and I had forgotten. I really had just forgotten that it wasn't just kind of a gimmick. I thought, looking back, I thought that it was, you know, that I was in love with the gimmick. I thought that I was in love with it with the three sure. storylines, yeah, and you know, um, you know, the the, the time fracturing, but also and the whatever sure. technique, also sure. also the techno, yeah, and sure, also you sure. know the cartoon sequence and all that stuff. Like I thought it just kind of looked good and felt good and was an exciting moment, but there's no there there. Well, oh my there, god! There. There's a there there. Oh my god! Yeah. Like yeah. No, it's. I mean, it, it, it's. And it blows go away. <laughs> and I, mean, I don't mean I don't to not mean go. Way, just, I don't mean yeah. to not go. It's just there, there, there's some similarities. Well, I mean, Doug Lyman cast uh, Franca in, uh, in your favorite movie, The Born Identity, because of Run, Little Run. You know, yeah, came out the love same. that movie. Same, you know, came out the same. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Go came out in the same year, as obviously, as Run, Little Run. And I'm sure that he was exposed to it along with all of us around the same time. Um, so, as we mentioned, a uh, movie opens in North America on June 18th, 99. It eventually goes on to gross about $7 million, which actually doesn't seem like a lot of money. At the time, it was the highest grossing movie in German history. Sure. But so, I, I mean, seven million dollars of a movie that I felt when it came out, you couldn't really get away from. Like it was a big movie. Like a lot of people, I mean, at least in in my social circles, all they were talking about was this movie. So I was a little surprised that it didn't make a little bit more money. I, guess it, what I'm getting I, I looked at the uh, kind of the <clears throat> weekly box office totals for this yeah. movie. Um, it was a very narrow release, very limited yeah. release. Yeah. It never really made more than I think three or four hundred thousand dollars in a weekend, but yeah. it just kept it making kept going, yeah. that hundred, two hundred. It's a word of mouth movie, big time, for about six months until it got to seven million. This movie was made for less than two. Yeah, so. I kind of also am a little surprised. I mean, there, there are two things that I'm sort of surprised at looking at. First and foremost, that that Franca didn't become a bigger actress. Totally agree with you because she's great in this movie. Yeah. I mean, she really is great in the film. Yeah. Um, and I'm surprised that she just never blew up, even after after uh, Born Identity as well. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was a big anyway. She still acts. Yeah, she still she's does stuff. Really she was in, in um, she was in Taboo this year. The FX oh, she show. was. Yeah. Okay. So she's well, still cool. she's still around, but um, I think she, and and the uh, I mean the other person and maybe the more obvious one is Tom Tickver. Mm-hmm. I believe that's how you pronounce his name. It's it is. I looked it to, up. Okay. That's how I'm going to pronounce yep. it. Tickver. Uh, I kind of like talk about a coming out movie, yeah. you know, to just like put you on the map. 
and it just never really happened for him. So what did he did? He did a couple movies between this and Cloud Atlas. That well, he did a movie called Heaven, yeah. which was. Uh, I remember that movie coming out. I'm I'm I have vague recollections of seeing it. Uh, Kate Blanchett, Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, yeah. Um, and again, I I, I think that, and I don't want to listen. I don't, I don't want to. This is going to sound shittier than it should, but. Reading a lot of the articles and interviews with Tom Tickver around the time of Lola's release, um, he doesn't seem like a fun guy. <laughs> like he, he seems like <laughs> doesn't seem like a mushroom. He doesn't seem <laughs> whatever that means. Yeah, no, fun I, guy. I, I, I get it. It's, it's the joke. Is I'm that a, a joke? Yeah, I'm a fun guy. It's like something about a mushroom partying. Anyway, <laughs> um, so he just he seems like a guy that See, takes they're all winners. That's what I'm telling you seriously. Um, and this movie, which is such a fucking blast, I just don't think that he ever was able to sort of figure out maybe what people loved about this movie and be able to sort of capitalize on it. Um, he does hold a really, really amazing distinction. Which is? He directed Tom Hanks twice in two movies that no one in America could possibly name. Maybe well, Cloud Atlas. What was the other one? Hologram for oh, the King. Oh, that's right. Hologram for the King. That was him too. Yeah. People liked that movie though. I didn't see it. Anyway, I, I think Tom Tickford's – I don't mean to sound like he's not a good filmmaker because I think he is. But I'm not sure that he maybe learned the right lessons from this movie, I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, and just in terms of looking at his filmography uh, after it. Well, I always kind of associate but, him now with the Wachowskis. Because well, that's, and that's a marriage that makes sense. move, what they did for that. For Cloud Atlas. Well, they met – I think I mean, from what I've read, mm-hmm. they became close in 99 – the Matrix and Lola coming out at the same time, they crossed paths and they became friends around that time. Mm-hmm. They didn't work together until Cloud Atlas. But who does who does what they did, right? Who, well, it's kind of crazy. It's crazy. I think it might have been for funding, though. Part of it might have been for funding. You know, I mean, not like the Wachowskis need Tom Tickver for funding. I mean, that was – listen, Cloud Atlas, we could do a podcast just about Cloud Atlas if we wanted to. But we're to. not going to. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Cloud Atlas? Uh, I have seen Cloud Atlas, yeah. That's amazing. I have too. And it's an insane movie. And, and there's some glorious, amazing stuff in it. it it's it's I, an impossible I adaptation. I wish I'd seen it in the theaters. I saw it in the theaters. Yeah, just, just for the, that – all their shit because – But I kind of like what they did, which is they were taking such a deeply unconventional source material and then – made it in an unconventional way. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Which is essentially three different filmmakers. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you're going to take the Wachowskis as two separate entities. But it's not a shock to me that these people came together. They do feel like they are cut from a similar cloth, certainly from a filmmaking perspective. And then they do Sense8 oh. together as well. Tickford directed a couple episodes of that too. Anyway, it's just, it's it's an interesting trajectory that... Not it's an unfair comparison because Lola and The Matrix are two very different movies, but they both had very unconventional uh, filmographies and trajectories outside of them. They're similar off of them. They're similar in one way. Okay, um, just one. Well, well, they're similar in one way that is kind of that kind of sets them apart from a lot of movies, and uh, that's that they're both incredibly video game influenced. Very visual, visceral filmmakers too. But but yeah, but you know you get a lot of those. But these two movies, more than yes. almost any movie up to that point, that wasn't like some some silly overt attempt no, to be a you. video game. They they took they did a deep dive into video game. Right, like the Matrix, is essentially like the world is a video narrative. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, sure, sure. 
And and, and Lola, Lola definitely Ro- has that narrative too. Look, look, there's an argument that I think is pretty airtight that I, I really think hurts the movie, <laughs> to be honest. But there's an argument that 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 this is a video game. Yeah, I read that that theory. It's right. an interesting one. I don't know if I give it. I mean, I. I... It's it's hard to argue against, but I don't want to think sure. too much about it. Like, there's the moment in the second run, yeah, and we'll get into this in one sec in, in the, to what this movie is. But there's a moment in the second run, the gun, where Lola knows how, knows how to learn the, to use the gun, yeah. And humans don't retain knowledge if you live in alternate universes or parallel universes. I love how you but, say that as though it's a fucking fact, well, but okay. <laughs> like you said that so. I mean, you were so well, straight about it. Think about it, though. I mean, think about it. No, no, it's true. Just, just straight up. <laughs> if you have, if you have oh a parallel, god. if there were parallel universes, oh my god, were we, were you really want to do this? You have to. That's what this movie's about. Okay, okay. Um, if there were parallel yes, universes, yes. we have not retained our knowledge from one to the next that we know of. That we, unless this is, I mean, unless this is, could be something. Unless this could is, be that. Hey, very matrixy. Unless this is, you know, unless this is like Earth Prime. That's very unlikely if there are. Just think about it. It's very likely if there are. Are you pitching a show called Earth Prime? No, he is now you have to. You have to take this stuff seriously if you want to talk oh, about this I know, stuff. I know. So, Jesus. so, but, but the the thing that exists in the real world yeah. that does follow this logic are video yeah. games where your yes, first no, I get that. your first time through you know nothing no, and your but your your character never learns anything. You learn something. So essentially, there's someone in the world playing as She's Lola. Getting a do over. Yeah. But she's not someone else's. I, you know what I mean? I so someone so that's that's there is a, there is I, I, I listen, I agree with you hundred percent, and I do think this is a the video game concept, the theory is airtight within the concept of Run Lola Run. That being said, Tom Tickford's pretty dismissive of that theory in the interviews that I've read. That's not to say that he Not as dismissive as he was of like the MTV influence. Sure. Which but, is great on him. Like he that, really shits on the MTV of it all. Good because it's it because it's one of the laziest things that you see over and over again. It's <coughs> MTV influenced. Watch Run Lola Run and explain to me. Now I know how it's well. MTV I mean, influenced. Here's the thing, and you know this as well as I do. And this was definitely something that was thrown at '90s movies over and over again. The the moniker of MTV was really just a moniker of something that was kinetic, something that was choppy. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, yeah, it looked and like a music video, I guess. Superficial and was music video-esque. It seemed like something that old idiots – it's the kind of thing you and I being old idiots now would say it's like a, it's, it's like a YouTube kind of thing, right? Like it's like a web <laughs> well, series kind of thing. We it's also just, had so many filmmakers that were born out of music videos that are such tremendous filmmakers now. Mm-hmm. Spike Jones, David Fincher, Michelle Gondry, Chris Cunningham, uh, Jonathan Glazer, any number of them. Yeah, And I'm not sure that I would – I would point music video MTV at any of them. Like they're also drastically dissimilar. So that that to me I think is the it's painting with too broad a brush. No, and, and it also it also does a disservice to music videos. The idea that sure. like they're they're sure. all music no, videos know, are a certain way. Anyway. But um So yes. But yeah, so he basically says MTV's been around for fourteen years. Yeah. This is st- this is just a stylistic choice of Which it is, yeah. and it works incredibly well. I agree. Um I mean you the only thing that really was MTV influenced in the real world was Miami Vice. You do know how that was pitched, sure, right? Sure, sure. Yeah. MTV, you know, how, how, it was it MTV Cops? MTV Cops. Yeah. Like, how great is that? Yeah. MTV Cops? Yeah. Brandon Tartikoff was probably like, yeah, give me it. Yeah. And, and it was, I mean, was it on NBC? Yes. There you go. Tartikoff nailed it. 
Nailed it. Uh, so the other influences that Run Lola Run had, and there's a lot of them. Um, there was uh, the X Files. There was an episode Monday that had sort of a time looping narrative to it. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer had an episode Beneath You that begins with a Lola like character in Germany. Mm-hmm. Uh, Community had an episode a Remedial Chaos Theory, which also sort of had a very similar Run Lola Run aspect to it in terms of that recurring narrative. You're saying this is something that. These are things that Lola had an influence on. on not got it, got yes, it, got my it. apologies. Um, Edge of Tomorrow, I think, you know, could sort of. Yeah, I, I, but that's I don't also think, a bit of learning. Going I don't on, think Edge so of Tomorrow is. As, uh, um, I, I think Edge of Tomorrow is is a little bit more <coughs> of the Groundhog Day model. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with that. You know, and and if you look at the Wikipedia list of of time loop movies, a lot, a lot of, them, of them. Well, a lot of them are. Groundhog Day yes. set in the military. This doesn't feel like that, though. Because it's not. That's not what because it is. Because this is a little bit – and we'll get into this. Um, there's a couple other influences I want to talk about real quick. I can't we wait to it. talk about this movie because that's part of why I love it is because it's not yeah. Groundhog Day. I agree. Which is the best. But like – There are two other influences. If they did it again, it would suck. So go ahead. Um, that came to mind as I was watching it. Um, three, actually. Sorry. The first is um, uh, Benjamin Button. There's that sequence in the middle where you find it about Daisy's injury, mm-hmm. and it's about how the sequence of events that led to it, and how if one person had staggered one thing differently, Daisy would have never got hit by the car. That affected her entire life. Yeah. So that was something that I thought about. Uh, Amelie, I thought about as well. Okay. Uh, just in terms of, not just because it's a foreign film, but just that energy that it has. It has sort of a uh, fate, mm-hmm. sort of fatalistic kind of quality to it as well, and someone that, you know, that can change your life with... You know, very small moments. And then as we were talking about before we got on mic, uh, the movie Good Time that I watched this year, that Kenny mm-hmm. just watched recently that I saw in the theater, um, had a very similar energy to it as well. Sort of a relentlessness, a sort of pulsing energy to it. Um, the difference with Good Time and Lola to me is that Good Time felt um, like a car crash was coming. It was, was There was impending doom on Good Time. Mm-hmm. Uh, somehow Lola doesn't feel that way. Which we, I think we could talk about that too. That's true. I totally agree with you. You know what I mean? It it there as much as Lola is barreling towards something, you somehow don't feel like it's going to end badly. Even though, you know, it's I don't know. Do you sort of know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm not being very articulate about it. I but. wonder what it was like to go into this movie knowing nothing. I went into it knowing nothing. You didn't know that it was three time three no. timelines? So you can tell me. I don't need to wonder. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. but no, for me, I knew yeah. it was three timelines. So oh, I, I okay. knew that we were going to get the do-overs. I didn't. And, um, I will say that I remember being in the theater. And when the second one started, I was like, no, we're doing this. Oh, yeah? I, I, and, and again, it wasn't, I, I don't mean to sound like some fucking pretentious film student. But I just, generally speaking, I don't love the Groundhog Day thing that you're talking about. But then when I saw what it, they were doing with it, which they quickly show you, like very quickly, you're like, oh, this is going to be different because of the dog in the fucking stairwell mm-hmm. for all intents and purposes. Uh, you're like, oh, okay. So I'm, I am watching something different. I'm not going to have to – truly the only thing that repeats is the phone and her running out the doorway and her mom. And, that, and her mom. That's really yeah. the only things that, that yeah, change. it is. Uh, or that stay the same. So anyway, I don't know if that answered your question. but um, No, it does, kind of. Okay. It does. No, I mean, that that's actually interesting. That's uh, – I I have no idea how I would have felt. I, um, But what, the other influence – the other thing that I think this influenced mm-hmm. that I think you will appreciate uh, 
was a six feet under finale with all sure. with all the stills oh you know God. and these are the dark stills. the stills are dark and six feet yeah. under finale isn't well, those were not generally speaking this dark but that's what i felt some in, of them are dark some of them are like woof yeah and then some of them are like uh, kind so of funny. in this movie lola will oh, run should... past well i'll just explain what i'm talking about okay. we'll run past we'll bystanders essentially yeah there are three that they come back to over and over again and as she bypasses them You'll see through a series of still photos that last no more than three seconds. I might be too high. Yeah, two I seconds. Think, I think within this, it's like maybe ten photos that last about two seconds each. Oh no, I'd say the whole thing. I think the whole sequence lasts about three seconds. No, you think those I are think on? It's like ten or fifteen. You seconds. think those are on there? Oh no, why? You think those are on there for more than a second? It's boom, each boom, photo. Yeah, yeah, I said each photo is about on the screen for two seconds, and there's about ten of them. I disagree with you. We can move on. They will show what, how these – they will show – right. they, they will show – they show how these characters live their lives yes. for the rest of their lives. Yes. And based on <coughs> which run you're in – and I keep saying run. That's basically what, what I'm going to refer to them as, which one of Lola's runs you're watching. Then there are three of them. Okay. Their lives turn out differently. I won't be calling them runs. But what I'm do you call them? Chapters. I'm going to call them runs. Cool. <laughs> the chapters. I don't. Oh, my Go God. ahead. You're out of control. Um, I'm just I'm just feeling So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit more just about uh, a little more context, if you will, um, just in terms yeah, of influence. Please. Uh, there's a great quote from Edgar Wright, uh, who you can see the influence of Run, Lola, Run on Edgar Wright, obviously. Sure. Another video game movie Another guy. Another video game movie guy. Uh, Tom Tickford's Run, Lola, Run is the kind of movie I wish I had directed. There's a, such a joyful explosion of ideas and techniques, such great momentum and perpetual motion. When I first saw it, it made me want to direct another movie more than ever. You can see Edgar Wright all over this movie uh, in the best way, but you can also see how it's you know filtered through Edgar Wright as opposed to him just sort of ripping off somebody. I think he just used it as, you know, a drug for all intents and purposes and kind of ingested it, if you will. Maybe another reason I love this movie so much is unlike, you know, when, when you gave your American Beauty review, mm -hmm. you mentioned it was the kind of movie you wanted to write, the kind yeah, of movie you wanted to yeah, make. Yeah. And I, I, me too. Yeah, yeah. And I feel that way about um, a lot of these movies that we do in 99. Part of the liberating thing about watching Run, Lola, Run mm -hmm. is it's nothing like I think I would or could ever do. It's not yeah. – it doesn't yeah. feel like this unattainable goal. It feels like this this incredible shot of energy. It yeah. actually is entertainment. And so infrequently do I feel like I'm just being entertained by something yeah. as opposed to watching something and dissecting it. And, and uh, you know, that's like, God, high-class problems. That's the curse of being a writer. Yeah. You know, you kind of lose the joy sometimes. And to actually feel something – to watch something that feel, you feel such unbridled joy watching. It pulls you in immediately. It just it yeah. it's, it really is just like a rush that it's 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 an intoxicating movie. Huge, it really is huge credit to to Franca Patente because mm -hmm. if she wasn't so endearing and sympathetic on her face, this movie wouldn't work. You I have to love her in that phone call, fully or else you wouldn't be into it. And I want to talk <laughs> about him too, but let's keep going. Um, so. Uh, Tickford said – there's a quote I pulled of his that I think is quite interesting. He says, I always try to translate the emotional state of people into film language. So the right translation for this character in this story was to make it a, a frenetic, energetic, fast film, which I think is really interesting. I mean I do think that you do feel like the movie is a representation of Lola. 
You know what I mean? Of of her state of mind, mm -hmm. of her as a person. Um, and I don't know. I just – and even just the punctuations of their two scenes in bed mm -hmm. and how how the power dynamics are different in both of the scenes. Uh, I don't know. It's just it's, – it's, it's a very sort of – yeah, it's a very visceral movie. Like you just can't help but feel just a real – you're really pulled into it. I don't know. I, I think also um, the colors – are a big sort of thing that he's using in the movie as well. The colors red, Lola's hair, numerous cars, the telephone in yellow, the phone box, the supermarket, the tram appear very often in the film. These colors were selected by the director to signify danger. Well, also red and black. Yes, sure. A lot of red and black, a lot, lot of, of red, red and black. black. Yes. It's a hint. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a hint for her. Yeah. And, you know... It, it's kind of insane. Not to continue the video game logic, but it's it's a hint. This is where you go. This is what you do. This is how you solve this problem. Mm -hmm. This is how you win this game. Yeah. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. And I mean, that's just, that's just, yeah. And 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 I don't and I don't want to just look at it through that prison because I do, I again think it's like the least interesting way to look at it, but it is there. It's a crystal clear way of looking at yeah, it. Yeah. And then you know the other kind of point I want to overlay onto this discussion mm -hmm. is um, I think when Lola run. Is a superhero movie. She's a superhero. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna tap into that a little bit too. Right. She has. Yeah. I, I, I'd, I'd say she has two powers. Um, one is a real power. It so seems she, she can scream, yeah, banshee, like a banshee, and she breaks glass, and it actually does affect the climax of the movie. It absolutely. Um, does. The other thing is she has a superhuman running ability. That's not just that. <laughs> well, I mean, she never stops she's not running. Flash. For no, but she never stops running. She has the ability to kind of not be fatigued. Um, and if she didn't, she's running for twenty minutes, Kenny. Whatever. Let's talk about the Banshee scream. <laughs> um, I don't care about the. It's, it's not the running so much. Though I do think it's a, kind of an amazing. I think it's kind of an amazing physical I performance agree. the I, way she the I, way she's running throughout. But that's not really the how point. How much do you think Franca had to run to make this movie? An incredible amount. She had to run perfectly because there are overhead shots where she has to hit these I marks. Know. I know. But okay, so so the other thing that makes me think it's a superhero movie yeah. is the two scenes in bed that you're talking about mm -hmm. that inter that that, that um, intersect so, these runs. So okay. in between run one and two and run two and three, we have these scenes in bed where it's mm -hmm. basically just shot through a red lens and it's red and black, mm -hmm. and it's it's her and her boyfriend. And basically, the 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 simple plot of the movie is the boyfriend lost a hundred thousand. I was going to give a synopsis, but you can if you'd like to try. Okay, so I'm going to do my best. Her boyfriend, Manny, yeah, um, just like the guy in Go, but so much better, lost a hundred million. If it was that Manny, no, anyway. I would be unwatchable. <laughs> so he lost a hundred thousand marks, Deutschmarks, Deutschmarks that, that belonged to a criminal. He did. He uh, left he was, them in a subway. Yeah, and he was supposed to be the one to deliver it to this criminal. He literally left it in the subway because he was freaked out by some cops, like a homeless guy and some cops. Yeah. The homeless guy picks it up. Manny calls Lola and says, I'm fucked. And Lola essentially says, you're not fucked. I'll save you. And that's basically. Well, hold on. He also says, you have 20 minutes to come up with 100,000 marks. Yeah. Or I'm going to go rob this convenience store that I, or this, this supermarket. He does that say that. He doesn't say the first part. She's the one who, who, who puts it all together. He doesn't say you have 20 minutes. He doesn't give her a task, well, right? He, he absolutely does. He gives her a he task. He absolutely does. He says, I have to, I have to give... The fucking, you know, the the henchman or whatever, this money in 20 minutes. If you're not here in 20 minutes, I am going to that's, rob this Yeah, tomorrow. but that's different. So that's my point. What, okay. It is because Lola's the one who says, I can do it. Yes. No, I understand. So she takes it upon herself. He doesn't you're, – you're right. Yeah, he does not so, give her the task. But that's, but, but that's, that's her character, right? <coughs> yes. So they're in bed 
during these scenes. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he says, what would you do if I die? And she mm-hmm. says, I wouldn't let you die. Yep. And he's over and over, I wouldn't let you. And she goes over and over. And, and finally, he kind of like overwhelms her with these like, yeah. what if I was fatally ill and this. But yeah. but her 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 gut is, I wouldn't let you die. I, w- I would save you. So to me, this movie is, Lola is a superhero. Manny's the damsel in distress. Um, and, Interesting. And her, her – Well, but her, the first scene that they have together, she mm-hmm. talks about how – or he says to her, my apologies, in the phone booth, he says something along the lines of love isn't going to fix this. Love isn't going to save us. So love could be the superhero in this situation well, rather than her. Close because he – what he says is you you always say love is love yeah. is going to save everything but, it, but it's but not. But it can't this time. Yeah. So, she, so, so it maybe is, she so does it, prove that it love It is love can. in yes. some way but, yeah. but she she's a superhero. She's Superman and he's Lois Lane to me. And that kind okay. of – I, I like that And that, ex, that excuses what I think is kind of – he's kind of a weak – Char- he's a, he, he is a weak he's character. a great character, but he's a but he's, but he's, he's weak willed. He's, he's a, weak-willed. his characterization is that of a a kind of a wimp and a weakling and not a good criminal, not a good criminal, dope in, <laughs> in some ways, dope, but yeah. like but sweet. But I loved him good too. Nature. Yeah, no, I wa- totally. I do. I love him, and I, I want him to. I want it's him a to- testament to the actor Maritz. I'm not even going to try Plebtro. I believe is how I don't know how you say yeah, his name. No, I, I I got the pronunciation on that too. It's Plebtro. Did you? No, I don't. I'm not even looking at it. Right, Maritz right. is right. Uh, he's great, yeah. and he's been. He's actually been in a handful of things. I was looking at his IMDb. Like he's got. He's got a face. He's just a guy that you care about. You know what I mean? Like he he's, does. He's just got that vibe. He's, he's um, one of those guys. He's not particularly <coughs> handsome. Yeah. But I still get why women would like him. Yeah. So if you just just to be crystal clear for the people that um, haven't seen Run Lola Run and have listened to the last half an hour of us talking about it before actually giving them any sort of plot synopsis, but basically the movie is broken up into three chapters or runs if you're if you're Kenny and uh, or Wikipedia, <laughs> for instance. Uh, basically, Lola hangs up the phone, throws the phone up. That is, and before it lands thinks about all the different people in her life and who she can hit up for this money and ultimately lands on her father, who father who runs a bank, he's a bank manager, and she figures, I'm going to run to the bank and I'm going to try to get my dad to give me this money. Which was such an awesome decision. Which, sure, it's the only decision. No, not for Lola, for the movie. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Right? It's like... Sure. Because, so you know, in contrast to Good Time... In good time, he has well, no. Well, he has he 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 has no leads to get this money he needs. And yeah. this, like, it's interesting to make her kind of the misfit daughter sure, of sure, a wealthy sure. man in an unhappy marriage. That's totally, a, no, a, no, no, that's no. not it's, the choice I would have expected for you know a punk absolutely. kid. So it was kind of cool. And, and the other thing that should be said about this movie is it's just like so concise. It, what it's able to do with a small amount of real estate in terms of, I feel like I know this dad. But then in the second chapter, I don't feel like I know him anymore. And then in the third one, I feel like it, it's just to use what little scenes they have to sell, to speak so much about these people. It's that's a master the, class. That's, that's what's truly incredible. That's about really – it's a master class. It's a master class in just like, oh, here's five seconds to tell an t- entire person's life story. Mm-hmm. I mean it's, it's amazing. Um, the other movie that I can't even believe I didn't mention earlier is obviously Danny Boyle and Trainspotting. I mean – Yes. I mean – Dan- this movie also has Danny Boyle written. Which all I believe over it as well. was a '96 movie. I believe it was '96. Um, I thought about Train Spotting a lot too during this. Just in terms of like, I mean, very different movies, 
But I think that there is kind of that street level quality that these movies have in terms of uh, people struggling to stay out of a life of crime, but being pulled into it, you know, for forces outside of their yeah. control uh, to a certain extent. Um, and just all the running, I just, I mean, the beginning of train spotting, you can't help but think of that as yeah, this lust movie for life. Of, you know what I mean? So I, I love train spotting. Um, I think this is a much better movie, and and the and the reason I think this is a much better movie is, well, I mean, Transpotting is a pretty nihilistic film. It's uh, Transpotting is a great movie. Yeah, I love it. It really is a great I'm movie. Just it's, it's just a little in love with itself in a way that this movie isn't, and that's a weird thing to say about a movie that's so flashy. I think, I think it's in love with its source material, but I know what you're saying. Well, it's 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 that's fine, but but. When you spend that much time on kind of this idiosyncratic, esoteric dialogue, that's meant to almost more make the the characters, or in my opinion, like the crew laugh, um, as opposed to this movie, which is all for us. Oh, yeah. Every moment of this movie is just an attempt to make us feel, feel, feel rush, hurt, tension. (coughs) It's amazing. It's also – it's a deeply romantic movie. This one? Yeah. I mean, incredibly romantic. It's a, it's totally a really, really romantic, beautiful movie. And I can't wait to talk about the last shot, but we can keep going. But train spotting isn't. You know what I mean? Train spotting is obviously it's a it's a very nihilistic movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about addiction and basically doing it whatever you can to find the next hit for all intents and purposes. Yeah. Um but that being said, uh Though weirdly Danny Boyle fun, was definitely someone that yeah. but also weirdly fun. Yeah. But then also like the fun turns on you that's all like they're, yeah. they're trying to be like oh being a heroin addict is kind of fun and then you're like oh god this is fucking horrible um so there's a couple uh a little piece of trivia that i love um this film contains 1581 transitions edits dissolves fades wipes etc in 71 minutes of action i.e excluding the credits and pre-credit sequence uh, that equates to an average shot length of about 2.7 seconds wow. which is kind of insane yeah that's great. Um, which is pretty cool. I think that and, – and also to sort of do to, – to speak of this sort of a thematic perspective and then we really should talk about the plot of the mm-hmm, movie. For sure. Um, it really does sort of explore the idea of free will and determinism, that idea of whether you're in control of your destiny or not. Um, and I think that the video game thing feeds into that for sure. Uh, and you certainly feel that as we as we talk about the third act of it, we'll sort of talk about how – it feels like Lola, for all intents and purposes, really kind of takes control of the fate of, of herself and, and Manny by using her superhuman power, potentially. So Yeah, you know, it's not um, – this is kind of a lame thing to say, but I, I've, I've been obsessed with free will versus determinism in my life. Okay. And, you know, kind of thought about it ad nauseum. And it's one of those things like debating the existence of God where – Okay. Where, well, where there there there's no answer that a that only an intelligent person would have on the, right, those right, two debate, right. right. those two sides of that debate, right? Yeah. It's not like should I get vaccinated, right? So, okay. um, sure, sure. You know, so which the answer yeah. obviously is no. They yeah, they, yeah. they they're terrible and don't ever get vaccinated. Yeah. But the um, wait, are you a are you kidding? Vaccinations? No, Are your kids not a, vaccinated? That was a joke, man. No. <laughs> <laughs> Rob got like, it. For the, Rob, the producer, got it. But <laughs> for a second, I was like, Jesus. Oh, my God. <clears throat> Canada, the sarcasm, man. Well, all right. um, no, 
that's the point. The yeah. point is everyone should get vaccinated, but not everyone has to believe in free will or everyone has to believe in fate. And so I I know what you're saying. But what I like about this It's kind of agnostic on the movie, I think. It's pretty agnostic on that. I don't think it actually makes a statement one way or the other. Except that if you believe you that made she, you made the point, which is essentially if you believe that. This movie I think seemingly comes down on the side of fate. Yeah. Except Lola is able to take control of it, much like Neo was able to take control of it. Right. There is a little so, bit of there is a little bit of and again, it's a little cheesy and it sounds cheesier than it is, but there's a little bit of like love will save you and the power of love is what gives her the opportunity to be able to sort of, you know what I mean, stop time, if you will, and be able yeah. to make that thing happen. Um, but let's get into the plot of this movie. One last thing. There is okay. a Jesus analogy too. There is a – there is a there, Okay. Well, there it is. It, again, like The Matrix. I guess maybe that's why these two that's right, yeah. filmmakers were so drawn to each other. Although, okay, what, say what she, you're say, what she does in the quote. what she does in the third act, the third run, yeah, does have some supernatural, almost deity quality. Specifically, what happens in the back of the ambulance? So, oh yes, 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 yes. Um, Jesus feels like a little bit of a stretch, but I know where you're coming from. Just a little bit of like, there's a there's a mysticism or a spiritual is, yeah, quality yeah, to what's there, happening. Yeah. I can't wait to talk about this. Okay. Let's, let me just, let's let me, dive in. Wait, give me one last quote because you brought up The Matrix, which sure. I think is worth yeah. pulling in here really quickly. Uh, Tickford was interviewed in The Hollywood Reporter uh, talking about his relationship with the Wachowskis. He said, I also think it's part of why we, I think, particularly came together, came to each other's attention. Because these two movies, The Matrix and Run, Lola, Run, at least the release in America was uh, kind of the same month and were kind of discussed in similar patterns in ways. It was a philosophical setting that was driving them in very different ways, obviously. But there's like those ideas swirling around in a movie that is profoundly trying to be as entertaining as it can be with lots of fun ideas flying around. So I do think that he acknowledges yeah, yeah. that there are sort of, you know, uh, similarities between the Matrix. All right. And, and just, let's, co- let's just, just to continue this great podcast where we just keep giving little anecdotes to or just, just keep putting off actually talking about the plot. It's one other thing we have to talk about. Okay. This is a foreign film. It's the first foreign film we've done. Yes. It has subtitles. It does. This is a foreign film for people who hate foreign films. Sure. If you don't like foreign films, yeah. do not be scared off by these I subtitles. You, you stop you stop even noticing them within five minutes. With a, I mean yes. Don't not watch this movie because it has fucking subtitles. Some it's people crazy. Some people don't, and I and I, I don't think that that's This is a foreign film for people who don't like foreign films. Yeah. I agree with you. And there's a handful of Yes, I agree. Well, because there's there's a level of of distance watching yes, a foreign film, that. especially a bad foreign film or an, sure. or a tedious foreign film. Sure, this is this is one of the best viewing experiences one sure. can have. The subtitles are totally to- agree. totally not noticeable by yes. by the time you're like into this movie. Let's okay. talk about so it. our movie opens in uh, I don't even uh, the haze of a group of people. Sort of, it's like at a park, maybe, it, but maybe it, well, maybe it's like kind a of blurry. Festival. And you're seeing, it's, like, there's, there's a crowd of people. Yeah, we don't really know what's and and uh, the narrator is sort of talking about what we were talking about, fate and and control of your destiny and these sort of things. Yeah, these big theolog, this very sort of big theological ideas. Questions. Yeah. Uh, we land on a on a man who. Is he dressed like a security guard? I can't remember. Yeah, he, he is. Well, okay. I thought he was a police officer, but we, we <coughs> sure we will learn. We will that. learn he's a security guard. Um, and he then tells us he sort of gives a soccer analogy, if I'm not mistaken, about the time. The, there are three quarters. Yeah, what he says is of no twenty minutes each. What he says is um, the ball is round. 
Yes. The game has 90 minutes. Yes. All else is theory. Right. And then he kicks a soccer ball up into the air. Yeah. And the camera pulls up to reveal that this group of people is spelling out the title of the movie. And then it just zooms in and we're in Lola's apartment. Apparently the narrator is a very famous German children's um, sure. presenter. Sure. So nothing, uh, nothing like children's stories read by Germans to. Just well, yeah, I know. Seriously, I mean, talk about oxymorons. But apparently, <laughs> like that's like that's like Mister Rogers, yeah. being the narrator for the beginning of this uh, movie, which is kind of bizarre. Kind of a kind of a weird choice, but, um, but either way, we know. slam inside Lola's apartment. She picks up the phone. Yeah. Manny's in a phone booth, um, and Manny says essentially what we've just what we said earlier, which is I fucked up. Uh, I was, you know, given a test by his boss, some kingpin, to take a hundred thousand marks, uh, but she wasn't there. She wasn't there to pick him up. So much comes across in this first minute. Yeah, it's like so I mean, it's, she's it's, like the guy's name is Ronnie. She's like Ronnie will understand. Yes. He's like Ronnie beat me up because I lost because I stole a yeah. pack of cigarettes. Yeah, once. yeah. Ronnie's not going to fucking understand. And we see him. We so yeah. we cut to that moment where Ronnie smacks him out. Yeah. Why wasn't she there? Well, she wasn't there because she got her moped stolen. Right. Which is important. That's which why is she's important. running and not mopeding everywhere. Right. So. Exactly. Anyway, she wasn't there. He's like, "Why weren't you there? You, you're always on time." You. She wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So he takes the subway. He's on the subway. He sees a bit of an altercation with a homeless guy and some cops. He gets a little freaked out, and in the process, walks out of the subway without the money. And then it occurs to him what's happened, and he turns around. I don't really understand why those guys stop him from getting back on the train. It's honestly the kind of the one scene in this movie that's a, that's a little. It's lame. I, it almost just would have been better if the doors just closed. Why if not? He just yeah, if he just didn't remember in time before the doors closed. So he got off because he got of off the because cops. Of because he he said it's a reflex. Yeah. The cops freak him out. Um, I also really thought the homeless man looked ridiculous, but oh, that beard is brutal. But you know, also looks terrible in digital. He looks like uh, he looks like Thomas Jane in um, Arrested Development. I just want my kids back and Homeless Dad. <laughs> so you know, it's a bit oh, like I forgot I, about that. Yeah, that, that's Jane's. God, that that's show. Jane's best role. Barely beating out uh, Deep Blue Sea. Deep Blue Sea is better. His best role is Boogie Nights, but anyway. Yeah, Todd uh, – what's his name? Todd Gaines? Todd Gaines. Todd Gaines. Uh, anyway, so uh, Manny fucks up, leaves the money in the subway. The homeless guy sees the money mm-hmm. and takes the money, mm-hmm. which comes into play later. But ultimately, he's, he says what we've been saying, which is I got 20 minutes until I'm going to rob this supermarket. Uh, if you can fucking figure out a way to get me this money before then, great. But otherwise, like this is what I got to do in order to not be killed by Ronnie. So she throws the phone up in the air and in slow motion before it hits the – before it falls back into the cradle, she comes up with the fact that she's going to try to find her dad. She's going to go run to her dad at the bank and she's going to see if he can give her the money. Mm-hmm. She runs out of her apartment. She runs down the hallway. Her mother is an astrologer or some sort of like phone operator of some sort maybe. I don't I think could, that's what that was. Oh, I was, oh, I was cleaning I, from it, but I think, a dating service, a phone sex operator, something like that. No, lines? I think that's just her talking oh. to a boyfriend. Really? Yeah, because, you okay. know. Um, Maybe I was trying to. Because that person, because what she says is, what, <coughs> she says, well, you're married too. So that person knew something oh. about her. Okay. She does say this thing. She says, she of course, your, about, sign, yeah. your sign was a Sagittarius ascendant, yeah. but. Yeah. But I think it's just this drunk woman, and you know, it does come out later that she's she says, drunk. And she says to pick up something on the way. Shampoo, home. shampoo, yeah. Um, so basically, and but the other thing we learn, yeah. as you know, Lola leaves what looks like a room out of train spotting, yeah, is that she actually doesn't live in a you know a, a boarding house. She lives she, with her mom. She lives in, and her dad. 
She's probably oh, that's right. Just of course, she's probably twenty-ish, maybe a little older. Yeah, yeah. and uh, she's wealthy. Like that's that's a nice house she lives in. You know, it's funny. I didn't actually until you said that. I didn't really put that together. I I don't and I don't know why, but I didn't. It's because her room looks so dingy. Yeah, it looks dingy. It looks like she, like you said, like she's living in train spotting. Like oh, she's like a fucking street urchin essentially. But then you're right. She's living in a house with her with her mother and her and her father. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so she runs out of the. She she tra- straight up. I mean, you know, she straight up might be eighteen. Like they never tell you. They don't and, really say how old she yeah. is. She runs into the apartment. She runs into the hallway, and then it turns. Sorry, I take it back. The camera pans, and you see the television screen that the mom That's is right. watching. And on the television screen is an animated version of Lola as she runs down this spiral staircase. And I love that. I love that shot around her mom. Yes. They kind of, he, he kind of goes, goes in this loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of go straight and then almost do like two, three like left. A, yeah. It's like, he, yeah. it's like you do three lefts to make a right type thing. Yeah. Um, go around the mom and then you're looking at this old And then go, he goes TV. into the old tube TV, into the animation of the tube television where you see Lola running down this flight of stairs. Uh, and she has an interaction with a guy and a his punk dog. With dog. A punk yeah. with a dog. Um, the first time she interacts with the dog, it barks at her and it it stops her, right? For like a moment. Stops her for a moment. Uh, and then she somehow gets around it and she goes down the stairs out of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, the first person she sees is the lady pushing the... the uh, pushing a baby. Pushing a baby stroller. Yeah. Uh, and that's when we get our first and then... Sequence. Yeah, the lady calls her a bitch. Lady calls her a she bitch. Bu- she bumps into her, and the lady she says, bumps into you know, her, and she says, "You bitch. bitch." And then we see a sequence of events where she has her child taken away from her. She loses her mind. She goes crazy, and then she steals somebody's yeah. baby in a park. And that that's and we don't know what happens after that. So at that point, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't remember those. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was leading up to it. Oh, <laughs> it, don't, it became. I thought yeah. that, that she was pushing the the second yeah, yeah. baby. No, but it became clear. I think after the second guy that 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 what they were they were yeah, doing the six feet under. Up. Like this yeah, is the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, so she keeps running. She sees a guy on the bicycle. Is he next? Or does she? He, he is next. I can't remember if there's anything between that. But I don't. Yeah. Th- I think the guy's next. Yeah. She sees a guy on a bike who offers her the bike. 50 marks. 50 marks. She says no. I still think it's crazy that she never takes the bike. Yeah. In all three stories, never takes and the bike. And we do know she has the money. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's his first and then story? So I his, believe his it's first that he gets, and, he gets married. and So he gets fucked up. So oh, the, yeah, yes, yes, yes. He yes. Gets, yeah, but yes, you're right. He gets, he gets fucked up. Yeah. Um, goes to the hospital. Meets a nurse. Falls in love with a nurse yeah. and marries her. And marries her. He, has a, he has a nice he, ending. He has a happy ending in that yeah. one. Uh, she keeps running gets and she um, runs past a man driving a car. That's right. And uh, even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. She gets, she, because of the timing, she just runs past his car. Mm-hmm. And he stops, but he is sort of stalled by her or sort of like surprised by her. And then he hits a car. He mm-hmm. T-bones a car. Yeah. And then like three really bruising looking guys get yeah, out of look the car. Like hooligans. That, that look like they're going to kick the shit out of him. Yeah. Uh, all shot in digital video that looks terrible in 99. Well, they, Digital video looked like an abomination. It does time. look terrible. Every <laughs> scene that Lola's not in, with the exception of some Manny scenes, are shot like that. So the shot, the shots in well, the, the dad's dad. office are all shot like that before Lola gets there. Yep, exactly. The shots with the biker guy and the and the homeless guy later yes, shot yes, like yes. that. The shot you just yes. talked about a shot like that. So it does kind of give you this like jarring kind just, of yeah, yeah. It's just kind of meant to be a different thing. And Although he, you have to wonder, not to be like the film nerd here, but you have to wonder. I'm sure he did it because he wanted different media to mm-hmm. be involved. But then you also have to wonder from a production perspective, right? What he wants is all the running shit to look as good as is humanly possible, right? Mm-hmm. So the stuff that involves her that requires the most sort of techniques, that requires all the crane shots and the swooping angles and what have you, that stuff's all shot on 35, or at least it looks like 35. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas the dingy shit, he's kind of like mm, this this can be shot that way and I'm okay with it. That's I think the impression it's that I, get. I think it's on purpose. I think that it's also handheld. Yeah. It also it's also shaky. It's also it's more weird, weird close-ups yeah. exactly. It's just I don't yeah. I, I I can't really I think it's I think it's both is what I'm getting at. I think that I think it's a mixture yes. of the fact that he thought to himself, here's an opportunity for me to be able to save some money and also give it Make a an texture aesthetic choice. And a, an aesthetic choice. So anyway. Yeah. So at this point she gets to the bank. Uh she runs in and before – sorry. Before we get to the bank, we see the father talking to his mistress. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we know this is the father because there is this – there is the shot Phil talked about yeah. where she sees all the people in her life. That she's going to try to hit up for And she, she settles on him. She calls him dad. She yeah. goes, Papa. And he nods no or he looks well, at he her Well, he looks like, at her sort of dis- disappointingly. Like in his head. And shakes his head. Yeah. This is, like this is, this is, this is a bad But we know who we're talking. Yeah. We know that when we, – we've seen the mom. Yes. We've seen the dad. We yeah. know when he's talking to a different woman yeah. in his office that is not his yes. wife. That is not Lola's all of mom. This, all of this is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the father is talking to his mistress. The mistress confesses to him that, she, uh, that she's in love with him and that she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when Lola. That's when Lola runs in. in, and he freaks out on Lola, and says, "You know, you're a fucking terrible daughter, and you're awful, and I'm not giving you this money. And in fact, you're not my daughter. Yeah, uh, I don't even know who your father is, um, and I'm not giving you this money. Get the fuck out, basically. Which he, is so fucking good. It's yeah, destroys her." Uh, it's so because unex- also yeah. the movie slows down. Yeah. It's never slowed down like this yep, before. Yep, yep. The techno drops out. There's this yeah. there's this pulsating techno score throughout the movie. 
Um, that Tom it's the did. first yeah. time that it's just quiet and, and you it's feel devastating. every word yeah. of it. Because he's just he basically talks about how you know, you and your mother don't respect me. This woman loves me. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go have kids with her, and I'm gonna have a happy life. And fuck you guys. Uh, <clears throat> and he kicks her out, kicks her on her ass out out onto the street. Um, she's crushed. She doesn't know what the fuck she's gonna do. She runs to the supermarket, right? She runs. Yes, yeah, she runs back to Manny. She runs back to Manny. Um, by the way, sorry, we missed one beat, which is that she fucking runs past the homeless guy with the money. Yeah, but we. She doesn't know. But she doesn't know him. it. But we do. So yeah. it's just like that's just he's just tick for twisting the knife. Additionally, but, also she's escorted out by this security guard. Yes, who we saw at the beginning of the movie. Who's the guy who made the who had the quote in the beginning of the movie? And he says he has this very weird character where when she shows up it's kind of magical you feel but like. also kind of a dick like she shows up and he's like <laughs> a oh dick. she's like what is okay she's like, <laughs> she shows up and she's like uh he's like what does the princess want yeah right and then yeah, at the end but then he says yeah. something nice to her at the end he like walks her out and yeah. he, she's crying and he goes we all have bad days yeah. um and then she leaves yeah he's a dick letting her in he's nice on the way out yeah. She runs to Manny. She tries to stop Manny from uh, – she calls his name a moment late. Mm-hmm. He doesn't hear her. He goes into the supermarket. He starts to rob the place. He has a gun on him. He has a gun on him. He starts to rob the place. She goes in after him. He's already amidst this robbery. She knocks out the security guard, grabs the security guard's gun, and the two of them hightail it out of the supermarket while What a Difference a Day Makes plays. Which is like that movie I just wrote. This is a dream movie. This is just. <laughs> it's just like. It's yeah. just the, beautiful. The critical moment in that robbery sequence. Yeah. They do get the money. But is she. She gets the security guard's gun. She doesn't know how to use the safety. Right. Manny has to tell yes, her. Yes, yes, yes. Exactly. She goes, how do I use it? So, you know, we, we learn enough there. We yeah. know that Lola is not a criminal. She's in love with a criminal. She's but just. She's, 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 she's like kind of a punk guy. chick. But. Yeah. She's um, you know, she's 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 not a criminal. She's not use the gun. So so she runs out. The three of them, uh, sorry, the two of them run out. They get cornered by the cops. Uh, Manny has the bag of money. He throws the bag of money up in the air. One of the cops has an itchy trigger finger. Shoots Lola. Mm-hmm. Lola goes down. She's dying. Uh, and as the money comes down from the sky. It becomes the receiver of the telephone dropping from the beginning of the movie, and we start it all over again. Everybody should know that Phil is doing this while looking directly at me. Because I'm trying to... I'm impressed. Okay. I'm doing this while looking at the Wikipedia where they say first run, second run, third run. Okay. But he is really – he really <laughs> remembers this, this movie detail for detail in a way I'm super impressed with. So continue. Okay. So the phone receiver lands. Lola runs out of the out of her apartment again oh, – sorry, out of her bedroom, past her mom. Camera goes around her mom, goes back into the television. We see Lola – animated Lola running down the – Stairs. Now, in the second one, the interaction with the dog, I don't remember. He trips her. The guy. Right. The fucking guy trips her. The guy chooses to trip her. Yes, yes. Which also slows her down. Well, it makes her fall. It makes her fall. So, again. Yeah, slows slows, her. So, we we pick back up on live action. The narrative. The narrative. She's lost a couple seconds. She's lost more seconds than she did the first time. Yes. So, she's later than she was, but she makes up some of that time. But we'll we'll get to that later. Yeah. But um, it changes. Uh, it changes her – most importantly, it changes her interaction with her father. 
Well, because she misses. So, so because he learns more information. She's a little slower. That's what I'm saying. And he, and he learns critical information. He learns critical pieces of information. Uh, okay, so she sees the 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 woman pushing the stroller again. This time calls her a stupid cow. This time calls her a stupid cow, and this time she wins the lottery. She does. She wins the lottery. <laughs> and that's true. <laughs> so she wins the lottery. That worked out well for her. Bicycle. Too bad this is just the second run. <laughs> Yeah, bicycle guy gets hooked on smack. But bicycle guy like is is like stuck in a in a. Yeah, there's some there's some. He's like literally, I think, like passed out. Oh, we're out forgetting. Or... Oh my god, we're forgetting the most tragic of the bunch. The one that really killed me was the woman in the hallway at the bank. Oh, she gets in a car accident. She gets in a car accident. She becomes a paraplegic and then she slits her own wrists in the bathtub. In the bathtub. Yeah, that one was the one that I was like, oh, this is a foreign film. Like you know, <laughs> it's just that was the one where I was just like, yeah. oh, Jesus. I, I said that when they started talking German, but you know, same thing. <laughs> So, um, and we, that's the only, oh, we do see a second time with her, yeah. uh, but we well, don't get a third one. Is the second get time with the, with the bank teller? Yes. Okay. Well, hold on. You can describe yes. that one later. Uh, so, um, then Lola sees the guy in the car. He gets in the car accident again. It's a, a, a slightly different, slightly car, different accident. Ca- car accident, but it's the same people. They almost he like in the first this time one, she, she climbs the front over the car. And, yeah, she does like a nice she little. She like leap. does a leap over the car yeah. and it fucks him up, but he still crashes into it. Uh, she gets to the bank. The father this time, however, has a slightly longer conversation with his mistress, in which she tells him that the baby might not be his. I think he, she says the baby's not yours. She even says, if it wasn't even if yours. it was yours. Yeah. So she poses it as a question. So, yeah. I mean. Uh, you're right. You're right. And he obviously is not thrilled about that. Well, like we kind of glossed over it, but his entire. His, I'm just trying to get through yeah, it. Yeah. But his his conversation with Lola that we like kind of talked about that was like so devastating was so mean. And it was all right after this moment of confidence for him. This woman loves me. We're going to run off together yep. and I don't have to be put through shit by you and your mother anymore. Mm-hmm. So he has all this confidence. We know he has that in him, yep. but it all gets taken out of him in the second run by the woman yep. saying, even if it wasn't yours. So now when Lola busts in, he's a little bit more willing to help Lola. Yeah. He's, he's more wounded by the situation. He's, he's, he's not, not in love planning with on woman. leaving. Yeah. He's not planning on leaving. He, and now all of a sudden he's like willing to help Lola. Mm-hmm. So, uh, as they're walking down the hall, we then see the woman that in the previous that we just told about getting paralyzed and killing herself. In this version, she's a dominatrix and she's really into S and M, and she gets uh, falls in love with one of the bank tellers who we will meet mm-hmm. uh, in the in the next scene. And uh, yeah, so that happens. So they get a happy ending, I guess. For, that's happy. Yeah. Hey, I mean, it's not honestly. Know, there's the expression. Oh, that's not what I meant. <laughs> Two weird fetishists fighting each other is about as happy. It's about as happy as life gets. <laughs> Those two people yeah. probably spent their whole life thinking, "I will never find someone like this." And in two out of three runs, they don't. But it's in, true. One, of but in runs, one of these ones, they find they their perfect yeah. person. So, uh, so basically, we get there, and uh, she asked. They get to the teller. The teller says he only has eighty-eight thousand. Mm-hmm. He needs to go get more money. So it's tick tock, tick tock. 
But uh, wait, you 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 said that she stole the she so she steals the security guard we see over and over again. She steals his gun. Oh yes, sorry. So she she basically leaves when her dad says, "I can only give you this much." <laughs> yes, sorry, my apologies. Um, and he's really and she finds out. Oh, and that she gets in an altercation with the mistress. She too, finds out she, that they're yeah, cheating. She says, "Who's thing. a slut?" Yeah, sorry. she's really angry when she leaves. She t- yeah. she steals the the security guard's gun. Yes. She goes back into... She puts the gun to her dad's head, right? Doesn't she, like, basically use the dad to get into the teller? Yes. So first she destroys the office. Then she uses the gun. She screams, shatters shit, and then... And she also takes the safety off without being told how to do it. Yes, which is, yeah, follows your video Um, game theory. Yeah, I think that's... It's a video game thing, and then there's also this idea that, like, Lola's the only one who knows how to change the world, and I don't think she's conscious of it, but... Yeah, sure. There's just something there. So, um... Sure. So she she takes the dad into the teller area mm-hmm. where she does she gets eighty eight thousand out. It, well, she gets all of it. She gets a hundred eventually. He, he just to has go to go down and get some more money and get the rest and, of and it's it. More, that just feels like more just trying to keep the the pace of it up and keep the ticking clock going. But she gets the money. She runs out of the um, out of the bank with it. Am I right in that regard? Well, she she walks out of the bank, and all the policemen are there. So right, she, and she thinks that she's. She, she thinks, thinks she's that, caught, yeah. but they're but like, they, move, girl, move. Because they don't think that a woman would be robbing a bank. It's never happened. Not in the history. history of bank robbers. I mean, since, since Bonnie. That hasn't happened. Anyway, so it's a cute joke, I guess, if you're a sexist. But it's a sort of a funny joke, I guess, no matter what. But either way, they say, move, girl, and she runs away. It's not the best. It's, it's not the film's best moment because I find it very hard to believe that, they, that no one would it's be. It's a little reductive. <laughs> well, it's totally reductive. I, yeah. but, but just in terms of the... The believability, like yeah. she walks out with a trash bag that clearly looks like it could have been filled with money. They've told obviously they're there because there's a robbery in progress. Yeah. It's a cute little joke, I guess. Well, but... it's a cute joke because she's like, "How did these people?" Get... I mean, I think she's more taken by how quickly this, these uh, guys have shown up. Yeah, um, especially because you know her dad had told her they always, they show always up take late. forever. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, they tell her to move. She runs with the money. She stops Manny before he gets into the supermarket. Oh, sorry. We forgot one other thing. And this is something that I don't like. The ambulance and the, I don't get it. And the, the, the so there's there is a beat in her stories where there's an ambulance and a bunch of people carrying a sheet of glass across. I think it's trying to make a commentary on a on an action trope. But it also falls prey to it at the same time, which is just kind of dumb. I was happy to ignore it. It doesn't really make any sense. Well, it does me, make but... sense in this timeline, which well, is they that go through it. they go through it. Uh, which means that the ambulance is moving faster, which means that when Manny and her walk out of the supermarket and he has the he gets hit by a fucking ambulance and Manny dies. Is it the ambulance that hits him? Yes, it is the ambulance that hits him. I thought it was a truck. No, okay. It's the yeah. ambulance. Well, it looks like a truck because it's a German ambulance. It doesn't matter. You're right. Uh, so it does have pertinence. But that being said, that's what happens. Manny gets hit by a truck. She's like, I, I can't believe this. Um, and... Again, oh, she throws the money up in the air when she runs to him. Mm-hmm. And and he's dying. And then he says, no, question mark? He says, no. Yeah. yeah. And it turns red. And we go to um, their second scene. I can't believe we forgot to talk about the first fucking scene. We forgot to talk about the first time that they're in bed together. In between the We've first talked about it on scene. this podcast. In between the first and second run. There's a there's a scene with the two of them lying in bed. My apologies to the people that are anyway. But uh basically what happens is there's a really nice scene where she says, Do you love me? 
And it's basically her trying to pull from him how much he cares about her. Mm -hmm. And he's very dismissive about it in a very sort of male way, just being like, I don't really know how to, of course I love you. Like, I don't know, I don't know what you're looking for here. And she's looking for some sort of expression that love means as much to him as it means to her, Mm -hmm. as opposed to that he, do you understand what I'm getting at? Like, she feels like the power of love is something, you know, incredibly, it's supernatural for all intents and purposes. That's also the one where, where he, where she kind of ends up by saying, I might leave you. Yeah. Which was kind of weird too. I mean, she looks so beautiful in yeah, those I scenes. Know. Um, you know, she's spending most of this movie like kind of sweaty, sweaty and, and dirty yeah. and running and like, not that that makes her bad looking, but it's just, that's not what this movie's about. But in those down. two scenes yeah. with that light in those moments, she it's really, really just looks gorgeous. So anyway, many gets hit by the ambulance. He's dying. We're in between the second and third run. And we have a scene where, as you mentioned earlier, um, he starts talking about what would you do if I died? She's like, that's ridiculous. You're not going to die. I'm not going to let you die. I wouldn't let you die. I wouldn't let you die. And then as he pushes because her I'm more. super Lola. As he, as he pushes her more, she's even more sort of like almost annoyed by it. She's like, what the fuck? Are you, this is a stupid question. Why are you even asking me this? And then he says, I know what you would do. You'd move on. You'd meet some other guy and that's what you would do and that's what would happen. And in some way, you're led to believe that in this in, within this train, the one that he died, that could very well be the fate mm-hmm. of what's happened. Yeah. Anyway, the money comes falling down again, turns into the, the phone receiver again, and we're off on our third run. Um, this time, as animator Lola runs down the stairs, she leaps over our animated dog and punk. And like part of the staircase. And part of the – and is like basically bought herself – it seems like she bought herself a good minute or two yeah. for all intents and purposes. Uh, and, uh, so she's off in this version. I don't remember what happens to the woman in the stroller. She doesn't even touch her. Oh, she doesn't. And they don't have any interaction and we don't see an end then for her. We don't see an end then she spit the, the woman spits at her cause she seems to just kind of be a miserable person. But, um, no, we don't see and thens in this third run. Oh, we don't. Okay. That's why. I no, we don't okay. see and thens, but because so, there's a lot more that has to be covered. Well, yeah. So I think the, the way I kind of went into this third run yeah. Because everything kind of worked perfectly. Yeah. Was almost like the Wayne's World mega happy ending. Right? Yes. Yes. So yes. It, just, it felt like it felt like this is the mega happy ending. Something that's happening like like something about this ending mm-hmm. or this last run um is making everything work perfectly. So yeah. so what the one thing I kind of wanted to say about this is this movie, you know, yeah. I I've said this quote, I don't know who it's attributed to, but um Coincidence is great for premise and terrible for resolution. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And when I rail on or bitch about Deus Ex Machina, that's what I'm talking about. I hate a coincidence at the sure. end. I've never seen a movie earn coincidence the way this movie's earned it. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, it, that's it's basically just – yeah. It's like Absolutely. it doesn't make you mad. Well, there's yeah. one other movie. There's one other movie. It's a 99 movie. But it doesn't make you mad – I'll leave you in suspense for a moment. It doesn't make you mad. It makes you happy. It feels good. It feels like <laughs> it feels like pieces moving into place totally. and a puzzle. It's a wonderful feeling that all mm-hmm. these coincidences work out because you know that they don't have to. Yeah. What's the movie? Magnolia. That's correct. Okay. But it did happen. But it did happen. It's one of my happen. favorite moments in cinema. It basically. Oh, I can't is, wait for a three-parter on Magnolia. That when they say it, <laughs> but when that when 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 what it did when but it did happen comes up on that screen, uh, it was it was like they directly said "fuck you, Kenny Nybart," and it felt good. <laughs> like it was just something about that. It's just like you know, it, it, it changed that one yeah. moment changed my whole perspective on cinema. That's one of the reasons I love that movie so much. Yeah, it's, this it's movie is like that. 
at yeah. writ large. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. So basically just to run through all of this, uh, no pun intended. Uh, she gets, she doesn't have an interaction with the lady, uh, lady with the stroller. She does not have an interaction with the guy on the bike. She kind of does. But the guy but on the bike does. The guy, she, she's a lot closer to him than she was before. And the guy on the bike kind of just, you know, veers off. And gives the bike to the homeless guy. Sells the guy on the bike to the homeless guy. Who has Manny's money. 70 francs. Who Manny I mean, then marks. sees. Manny sees the homeless guy, chases the homeless guy down. Very soon after. Very soon after that. Yes. So Manny does get his own money back. Okay. Meanwhile, Lola. <laughs> there's a very weird moment. There's, in a very, that. I, there's a very weird moment in the Manny getting his money back sequence. So basically, Manny tracks this guy down on a bike. Yeah. The homeless oh, guy's on a him bike. Giving him his gun. Yeah. So the, the homeless guy's <laughs> like, on the what? bike. Yeah. Manny is on foot. He's 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 outside this. He's in this phone booth. Yeah. And he sees him and he tracks him down. Yeah. Because he pulls out his gun. And he threatens to shoot him, and the homeless guy stops. And basically, you know, Manny's like, "Give me the money." Yeah. And the homeless guy is like, well, at least give me the gun. Which is an insane thing. Which is an insane thing. And I just... I guess it was kind of like, what can we do here that, like, what possible motive would the homeless guy have for giving him this money? Well, he had none, really, because, you know, he was going to get shot. But it just... Oh. Right. It felt like... It's weird. And and, and I'm I'm, I'm not trying to justify it. Yeah. What I'm saying is I think it's justified by being in this run where everything goes right. As and it was to, yeah, the sure, quickest sure. way that Mandy can get out of there. Mandy didn't have time to be like, go fuck yourself. We could have just shot the guy and just taken the money. Which is which what he wouldn't probably... do. That's not him, right? You're not going to shoot a guy in broad daylight. He could have, but he already had the money. The guy's like, at least give me. And then you get right. that really weird shot of the guy with the gun. Yeah, which looks like he's going to go do bad things with the gun. It does, but he probably won't because it's a mega happy ending. Anyhow, Mandy gets his money back. Lola, meanwhile, the man that she sees in the car... She actually rolls over the hood this time, and he sees who she is, and he says, Lola, and she says, Mm -hmm. Mr. Mercer. Meyer. Meyer. Meyer? Anyway, Meyer. Meyer. Uh, And she keeps on running. Yeah, nothing really happens. Nothing really happens. Um, But he doesn't get in a car accident. But he doesn't get in a car accident, and he gets to the bank on time, and he's having lunch with her father. So we never knew this, but he was always going to have lunch with Lola's father. Whose name, interestingly enough, is Vader, which I didn't know. I don't think it's in the movie, but I, but it is. I think it's in the beginning yeah, when he writes yeah. it. Um, so so she, he goes. He's going to have lunch with the father. Mm-hmm. The father then leaves early mm-hmm. and misses Lola, so she no longer has that interaction with the father. Um, so now she's SOL. She has no money. She doesn't know what she's going to do. Yeah. She looks outside. She and sees a casino, mm-hmm. and decides, okay, which is the same in every language. Apparently. Yeah. Uh, it's big letters casino. casino. She yeah. goes to the casino. She decides to, she's going she's gonna to put all her money on roulette. She gets $100 franc chip. Mark. Mark. Sorry. Uh, I did it too. She puts it on 20. Uh, some people think it's because of the 20-minute sequences. That's definitely why. I didn't think of it until right now, but of course yeah. that's why, right? So she puts it on 20, uh, and she wins. Mm-hmm. And then... She puts all of it back on 20. So at this point, it's 3,600 <laughs> marks Yes, on 20. If on she 20. wins, she gets 126,000. Right. She gets more than Manny needs. Yeah. She then uses her Banshee superpower <laughs> mm-hmm. to force this ball to land on 20 again. 
Yeah, so she's yelling at a ear-piercing decibel level that literally breaks every glass in the casino, in the casino. and does seem to move this ball. And, and it, it, it seems, works. She seems like she knows what she's doing. She balls up her sure. fist. She bends over. This is not an accident. Oh, so you, okay, you really think she has a superhuman power? I think... She knows she can scream loud, but I don't know that she knows that she can stop time with it or force things to. I, 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 yeah, I'm not really saying that any of this is conscious. Okay. I'm saying that there's just something that it feels like there was something at that moment that made her do that. And she, she, you wouldn't scream in the middle of a public place with that level of scream unless you thought that it would actually do something, right? Sure. But it's this, this, it's this gut feeling kind of thing. Sure. Point yeah. is, it hits 20. She, she wins, wins all the money. She wins all the money. And everyone is fucking it's, awestruck. Yeah. It's like, it, this is insane. And they give her her money and they just say, get the fuck out. You ever see um, you ever see the video for Just by Radiohead? Yes. All right. So it's the best video ever made. Definitely. If you haven't seen top, that. Top 10. That shot, that that kind of tr- overhead tracking shot yes, of yes, everybody yes. in the casino. Laying down. Yeah. Well, that's the, uh, that's the just, about, the but, just yeah. yeah, the just shot. Yeah. But the shot here reminded me a lot of that yeah, because yeah. I love yeah. just, if you've never seen the video, basically it's, it's something like, is said who to- Who directed that video? Uh, I think someone I want Someone brilliant. Yeah, someone brilliant. Please so, keep talking about Basically it. in just, you can't hear any of the dialogue. There are subtitles, but something is said on the street yeah. to a man, Whispered to a group ear. of yeah. men, to a group of men by a man laying on the ground that causes all of these people to lay on the ground and you don't know what. And then at the end? Then, oh, yes. Sorry. My and then at the end, everyone's lying. Everyone's like, why are you lying on the ground? Why are you lying on the ground? And yeah. then he eventually tells everybody and then they're all lying. They're all lying on the ground. And uh, it kind of, Jamie Thraves. Yeah, who, who went on to a very successful career. Um, so, <laughs> a lot of great music videos. Man. Really? Yeah. So basically, that's what it felt like. Like something had happened. That caused everybody in this casino to stop what they were doing and just stare. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. It yeah. was just one of the great moments. Uh, John, yeah. Uh, sorry. I was just looking at the career of Jamie Thraves. My yeah. apologies. Anything else uh, notable? Uh, Any other notable? Death Cat for Cutie video. Uh, some Coldplay videos. Uh, recently did one for uh, All American Rejects. Yeah. Long story okay. short. Uh, Thraves! <laughs> Thraves isn't thraving. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's well, so yeah. mean uh, I so don't anyway, know if Thraves so is a you, man or woman but that person is probably <laughs> listening to this podcast now like lone tier so, yeah one think, of the, the some hundred people that listen to this in the UK yeah stop it yeah we have like a hundred listeners in the UK or something like that that's amazing yeah uh, yeah I know Rob it's really impressive that's <laughs> Rob is com- completely com- yeah uh, so anyway uh, we check she, the stats on that that's gets, really cool I mean maybe I think it, it may be around there um, so uh, if you are listening in the UK hit us up on Twitter we'd love to hear from you we'd love you. to hear from you yeah. we need to start a Twitter account Kenny we need to start it sure we need to do, we need yeah. to do some sort of so, anyway uh, <laughs> I'm just putting that out there uh, Lola runs out with the money she gets to the to the supermarket before Manny robs the place doesn't rob the place my apologies he got his own money back yep. She gets to the supermarket just as he's getting out of the car, having given the money to Ronnie. Mm-hmm. So now they're flush with over you know, 120,000 marks. Lola's flush with over 120,000 <laughs> 20, marks. Yeah, I guess Lola Because is. it ends with them holding hands. He doesn't ask what's in the bag and she doesn't tell him about it. And you sit there saying, is, 
there is this Sopranos-esque end where it's like, is she going to share this with him after? Because she oh, that's really interesting. Because that she has this away, moment. Because I didn't even question it. She has because she there. Well, for me at least, maybe I had this moment, but for me, it's it did kind of feel like because he walks out of, yeah. of the of the car, yeah, and he's like, "We're good. I did it, babe." And I felt like <laughs> she was like, "So I did, it, I did all that shit yeah, for nothing." Yeah. And I do think it was an open question as to whether or not Lola shares it mm-hmm. or Lola moves on. Um, and I mean that open question. No, I know, I know. But I, I, but, I, I didn't even question it. Yeah. I thought these two love each other and they're, they got this nice chunk of money and now they're going to – now whether or not, you know, that's not enough money to live on for the rest of your life. But, you know, they, they got a good chunk of money and – who knows? They Happy killed it. Gonna... No, they killed it. I think they did great. Okay. I don't, I don't know what no, the conversion rate was. I should have looked. I do love that the movie ends with the click and whir of a camera, just like the and thens that are coming. Yeah. So you don't really know what the and then is, but it's like it's teeing it up. Did you check the conversion rate? I mean, no, that's crazy, but. You want me to look up what 100? It's, like, it's like impossible. <laughs> it could be a million. It could we be... loved this movie. Guys, I don't know if that's been. I don't know if we've hit that. Yeah, hard enough. we really I, love this. Movie. We we also kind of feel like we kind of breezed through it, but this. Movie, I don't actually think that we. I mean, first of all, I don't mean that, if I ever we, there was a movie. To I didn't be say breezy. we glossed o- glossed yeah. over it, but I do think we kind of ran through it. We ran through the plot. We yeah. talked for forty minutes about it before actually getting into the. There's movie. so much. So, I, 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 mean, I do. It's just it's a, it's, it's a, a great fucking movie. Crazy I mean, it's good it's, movie. it's it's a great movie. It's and I mean, we talked a little bit about the soundtrack, which was. Uh, as well as writing and directing the film, Tom Tigfer also composed the techno music, which features star Franca Potente on vocals. Oh. It's a little, little those English, Those English vocals yeah, are those, her? Those English vocals are her. Um, so, you know, there you go. All right. So there's something else I wanted to do. Please. Uh, I was looking, because I read something that was the highest grossing German movie of all time. Sure. That was in 98 or 99, uh-huh. whatever it was. And I couldn't, I couldn't uh, substantiate that with any kind of list. But what I did find... Mm-hmm. Were the top grossing movie in Germany every year, like, like dating, <laughs> sure, like sure, dating sure. back to like the seventies. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to hear some? Would I? So we can start with nineteen ninety nine, and I will give you a couple of guesses. But um, the number one grossing film in Germany in nineteen ninety nine. The number one, the number one grossing film in Germany in nineteen ninety nine made three hundred million in the world at the worldwide box office. I mean, I'll give you a clue. There is absolutely no rhyme or reason to what these Tarzan. movies are. Was uh, is, was that the Disney movie that year? Yeah. No, I'm just going to tell you. But the look, these the the, the look of stink on Kenny's no, this, face. The stink, the stink was just. We're going to have to watch Tarzan. Oh, um, and we have a guest already uh, that wants to do Tarzan. We do. We do. Who? And she's very excited. Who? We'll talk about it off mic. <laughs> because, oh, I mean... That's great. Should, it's it's, it's gonna be great. All right. So the number one movie in Germany in 1999, Double Jeopardy. <laughs> sure. The well, num- that's not that much of a surprise. Well, I mean, like- let me read you some others. Okay. In 2000... In, so between 99 and 2002, yeah. it was a lot... It was, uh, it was foreign films. Uh-huh. In 2002, Blue Crush. The Kate Bosworth movie. Okay. In 2003... American Wedding, the third American Pie movie. Sure, In sure. 2004, Alien versus Predator. In 2006, Blood Diamond. 
in Germany. Two thousand keeping us on our toes. In, in two thousand and what? um I don't even fucking know what this is. In two thousand and eight, the mummy tomb of the dragon emperor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the third one. Third? The third one. In two thousand and nine, movie that's not that nice to Germany, Inglorious Bastards. And then well, that that kind of that that tracks. That's not the only uh, World War II movie they have in here. Because oh, in 2014, no. they were the only country that anyone saw the Monuments Men in. And they saw Again, where also the other movie. I mean, th- th- there's got to be. There's a Resident Evil. There's the Three Musketeers. Cloud Atlas was number one there. Of course. Um, it's just. Well, that's, I mean, you think this all makes. I, 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 I think. It, I mean, listen, it makes as much sense as. Anything? Yeah. I think that the two constants are they really love America. Yeah. And they really hate Germany. that tracks that makes sense okay so um rating zero through 90 we do this every episode we do this every episode Uh, zero zero through 99 we're gonna need those last nine for this one yeah this is a 95 um this is a 90 what was it in 99 for you first well when i had first watched it is i mean you watched it a hundred when i was first watching i was gonna say at least high 80s early low early 90s high 80s low 90s Um, for sure, it just it holds up so well it's because because movie. it's structurally perfect. It's, it's so tight. Movie. It's the, the emotions are all in, are all in place. The little nitpicks are so small. The yeah. only reason that I I don't give it like a you know even higher than a ninety nine is because I can't really shake that it does feel a little insignificant. Um, it does. It does feel just a little insignificant at eighty-one it feels a minutes. Slight at times. A little bit, and yeah. it's and it's it's a simple story. You know, it's not. The best part is going to be when Magnolia. we're done this. When we're done this podcast, mm-hmm. and we don't remember any of our ratings, mm-hmm. and none of it matches up with our list. You know, it's I gonna mean, be great. Because we're, I tell you one thing, we're not going to go through 250 episodes to figure no out way. what our numbers. Well, were. we should. We shouldn't anyway. I, you know, well, by I that point, to... we're going to be so huge that someone's going to have compiled this list. That's online, what I hope. That's that. I was. That's going to be back in my mind. I was thinking that's that too. What I'm hoping. I was such an Ebert fan. I knew Ebert's yeah. star rankings better than he sure, did. Sure. And occasionally, yeah. he would. You know, he yeah. wouldn't have ten four star yeah. reviews, so he'd yeah. have a couple three. Yeah. He would put some three and a half yeah. above a four, yeah. and it would infuriate me. <laughs> So some that's, budding that's some, some nerdy shit right there. No, I mean like you yeah, know, I really nerded out for you. So yeah. some dork. Okay, some so you're 14 saying you were, you were in the like eighties, high eighties. I mean, I, I probably would have said now, 90. now you're at ninety five. Is that what you're saying for this? I'm giving this a solid ninety five, and I, okay. and honestly, I feel like I'm too right. low. Uh, wow. Given given my level of enjoyment, okay. I, I mean, I, I loved it. I would say that in ninety nine, my my ranking for it would probably have been. I think. I mean, probably in the – I would say it was probably around like 80, 80, 82, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, watching it the other night, I'd give this movie uh, an 89 now. 89. Couldn't break the 90s. Sorry. That's interesting. That's that's, a, that's an interesting spot. I mean, I'm going to – I will remember your 89 for Run, Lola, Run. <laughs> Jesus. And I will be – I will be re- – I'm sure you Coming will, back to yeah, it, I'll I'm be sure like, I, to me. I mean, I just can't believe that you put Cruel Intentions above Run, Lola, Probably not. That's not going to happen. Unlikely. That is Who knows? Unlikely. It may be. It may be your ad TV. Who knows? It might be. So we're going to do something new this week. Yeah. Uh, which is we are going to pick our movie for next week on the fly with you, uh, and by you I mean the listeners, and I guess also you, Kenny. Uh, and we're going to. I know who you were talking we're, to. We're going to. Uh, yeah, we're going to do this right here, right now. Okay. Uh, 
you mentioned earlier, Kenny, that you have some parameters that you were hoping that we could do, or should we just start throwing out names, or how do you want to do this? I, well, I'll tell you what I want to do. Okay, you tell me what you want to do. I want to do a movie we could make fun of. <laughs> oh Jesus! It's been a it's been a it's been a beat. Since it's been we've a had beat one. since we've really had yeah. like 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 a like a a movie we could make fun of, and you know, in, in Oof, the in the in the, in the wild wild west sense. In the wild wild west, and sense I don't want to yeah, I don't want to blow some of the uh, the really <coughs> great horrible movies like Chill Factor, oh, Chill Factor that we're saving, Chill Factor or Baby Geniuses that we're saving. Uh, <laughs> but I do. I think that I think we could use a movie that we can just um, that we can really, just sink, really our sink our teeth into. into. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, that's a tall order. Let's see here. Let's see what we can find. Um, well, we could do. Do you want it to be like an action movie? Uh, sure. I mean, I want. I it mean, to be... Virus. Never even heard of that. Virus, virus with uh, with Jamie Lee Curtis, Donald Sutherland, Billy Baldwin. Uh, you want to know how dumb I am? Sure. Just typed virus into Wikipedia, expecting the 1999 <laughs> movie. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I mean, that might be a little too. I don't know. That seems like a like a like a season four movie for us. Yeah, when we're doing that, we're doing Komodo. Bit, we're do- <laughs> Komodo's gonna be a good one. I keep bringing this up to you. I know you're you're reticent. Forces of nature. I think is you a don't good- think we're gonna make fun of it. Maybe that's true. I might not make fun of it. You think we're? You know what we could do that what? we're gonna make fun of. What? Double Jeopardy. You want to do Double Jeopardy? Germany's number one movie in 1999. I'm good with it. Yeah. Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy. Double Jeopardy next week. A movie. Do you, you, you know this, this movie, movie did well, too. Really well. I yeah. mean, it's a, it's a, Didn't it? Yeah. Am I crazy? No, it did really well. The, the premise of this movie is awesome, actually. Now I'm really excited to do it now that I remember what this movie is about. The premise of Double Jeopardy is that... Ashley Judd it's wrongfully was imprisoned for murder, murdering her husband, tries to her husband, her framed. She well, she gets out of jail, and the theory is she can't be convicted twice for the same crime, <laughs> so she can kill him with impunity. Murder it's, isn't always a crime, is the tagline of this movie. Yeah, there's self defense, and then also Holy if shit, this movie made a lot of money. There's self defense, and also if you were convicted of killing a person, got out of jail, you can then actually. All right, kill. I'm excited now. I'm excited for double. How time. much money did you make? Uh, box office of $177 million on a $40 million budget. Who directed it? Bruce Beresford. He's a TV actually, guy, right? No, he's actually, I mean, Bruce Beresford's got some solid movies. What I mean, did he do? He wasn't, I mean, he did Tender Mercies. Whoa. Crimes of the Heart, Driving Miss Daisy. Academy <laughs> Award? Well, he didn't win he that didn't year. Win. I know he didn't win, but that movie won. That movie won. Uh, Double Jeopardy, guys. Uh, we're going to do that next week. On uh, podcast, I guess nineteen ninety nine. I can't wait. I'm I'm kind of excited. Yeah. Um. So I'm on Twitter. P M Iscove. Uh. P M I S C O V E. I'm on Instagram. Kenny. I'm also on Twitter at Nybart. N e i b a r t. So follow, rate us on iTunes. We're gonna set up tell a tell all your friends about us. We're gonna set up an account tonight. Next episode. Well, we're gonna set up before an the next. It's one. gonna be set up soon. Uh, we're going to yeah. do that. And uh, again, a huge thank you to Yonka Task for our amazing theme song. Um, and please, we never asked this, but uh, rate, yeah, please review, and subscribe yeah. if you can. I don't care so much about the subscriptions, but the rate, the rating and the reviewing yeah. would be really good It'd for our really egos. For- <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, just uh, you know, we're we're still a fledgling podcast. We'd love uh, we'd love people to, to support us in any way that they can, and uh, tell people if you know if they like us. I mean, if they don't, then you know, I don't whatever. But whatever. But next week, maybe we'll be the double jeopardy of podcasts. If people just rip us apart, 
Maybe. Or, the, the funny thing is going to be when we when we sit down when we like order, this, and we're fucking, gonna like movie, this fucking movie. That's going to be the because thing. Because it, it has the magic pixie dust of 99 on it. It's got something on it. But uh, next week, Double Jeopardy. Get excited. Can't wait. We'll see you then. Podcast Later. like it's 1999. Podcast like it. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.